Welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, Renee David Alkali. Are you searching for the path to the discovery of wholeness and balance in your life? We'll discuss the future of holistic health care and how the concepts discussed on today's show can help you make better choices in your life. Now, here is your host, Renee David Alkali. Good morning, and welcome to the Genesis Health Hour, Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life. You know, I, I'm going to start this morning with a bit of a disclaimer, just to make sure that uh, we're clear that the information I present to you is intended for educational purposes. Uh, I can, You're not... Uh, seeing me personally or you're not in the presence of an MD or someone, a health practitioner. So we're not here to diagnose or prescribe any kind of treatment uh, or to make claims for a particular product. There may be ones that we're more biased toward because of uh, personal experience. But it's always an intelligent thing to consult with a qualified health professional uh, personally before you start any kind of program for restoring your health or maintaining your health. So, uh, you know, I I felt especially that uh, that kind of disclaimer is needed for today's kind of show because um, we're talking about detoxification today, detoxification through bowel management. It's a uh, touchy subject for many people. Uh, In the 30-plus years that I've spent helping people to work with their illnesses and their disabilities and to overcome them uh, and diseases, it's become very clear to me that uh, the management of the bowel is fundamental to, uh, to issues of health, especially the health problems that many people have. But that's been something that consistently comes up, that uh, once we begin to care properly for the bowel, a lot of problems just seem to clear up. You know, the bowel is our plumbing system. Uh, If we were to speak with any farmer and ask him what is the most important uh, system on your farm, uh, most farmers or many farmers would say the septic system, the, the plumbing system. If we cannot remove waste from the farm and it starts backing up into the crops and into into uh, uh, the feed and into everything else, well, then the farm is going to fall apart. It's going to go down because we will be involved in poisoning, intoxication, or intoxic, you know, auto intoxication. So, it's been my personal experience. And one um, that uh, I educate my uh, clients very much about, somehow the the knowledge of keeping a healthy bowel became sidetracked or something that, you know, people don't generally want to consider. So you're having a gastrointestinal issue, you're having 
constipation or diarrhea or whatever the situation may be with your GI tract. And it's much easier to run off to the drugstore and uh, find some kind of a pharmaceutical medication or get one from your doctor that clears up the immediate symptoms. But, my friends, it does not really clear up the problem. The problem remains and it continues to work in the unseen world until it breaks through and manifests as a more serious disease. We, we cannot uh, put this under the carpet, so to speak, or put it in a closet and close the door. Uh, we cannot be in denial. Denial is one of the worst qualities that the human being possesses. We deny an issue or deny a problem, and then it becomes exacerbated to the point where it is overwhelming or it requires serious, serious intervention whether it's a personal relationship, a marriage, or a romantic relationship, or, an, or a, familiar, a familial relationship, whether it's our health, or whether it's our job. You know, we cannot be in denial of what is actually happening. Usually, these problems arise because we are not living li- our lives properly. There's no other way to say that. We uh, we have a very nonchalant view toward our bowel until it becomes so uh, extreme that there's no denying that there's a problem. So uh, very often, whatever we do in our early years, if we're in denial of issues or if we're not living properly, that may not come out for many years, but as the years pass, as we become a little bit older, uh, some of these problems manifest, and uh, as I said, they can become quite serious. So how to keep the bowel healthy becomes a um, an important question for us to address. Uh, it's, a, it's a good way, if we can keep the bowel healthy, it's a good way to keep a certain distance from diseases and illness. A person who has some amount of wisdom about their bowel in terms of regularity uh, has good knowledge, basically. Uh, that also means there are, there are side issues that come into that. The side issue that comes into that, perhaps more than any other, is uh, being very discriminating in the kinds of foods we choose. Uh, if we're going to live a higher life, if we're going to live a more successful life, certain things have to come into consideration for most people. Are there people who can break all the rules and nothing seems to bother them? Well, yes, there are. But uh, that doesn't disprove the principle. Very, you know, the, the, the teaching is the exception proves the rule. Not disproves the rule. There are exceptions, of course. And if you're one of them, well, uh, good luck. <laughs> you probably don't need much help with anything because whatever you're doing seems to work no matter what. But I, I wouldn't disregard what we're talking about simply because things have been working for you until now. 
the body can begin to break down at any time. And with proper living, proper lifestyle, that is really the path to living what's called the higher life. So part of that is certainly choosing the right diet, the right foods, uh, choosing a reasonable exercise program. Um, And in today's talk, especially, we're speaking about having a certain amount of wisdom about our bowel, our plumbing system. If we do have that wisdom and if we do follow the principles involved, uh, which have to do with detoxification, then we receive certain blessings. And those blessings are health uh, and vitality. Very often health and vitality come together with a sense of optimism, with a sense that we're able to fulfill the goals we set out to fulfill. And we become a source of light and inspiration to those around us, family members, friends, business associates, uh, our students if we're teaching, our teachers if we're a student. Because we have, when we have health and vitality, that very often comes together with a joyous personality, a cheerfulness, a certain disposition that comes along with not being poisoned, not having a body that's poisoned and dragged down by toxins. Uh, also a body that's functioning efficiently. It's regular, regular that the cleansing action uh, of the body is fully functional. Many organs of, uh, of cleansing and detoxification. Uh, recently in my private work with clients, I've emphasized very much doing some form of liver detoxification. The liver is the major organ of detoxification in the body, uh, along with the bowel. And if the liver is not is toxic or not working up to par, also many problems arise. So whose liver is toxic? Well, in our society, in our toxic environment that we live in, uh, I venture to say that everyone's liver is somewhat uh, compromised. Uh, some people more than others have uh, have uh, a friend who is in a relationship with uh, someone who uh, quite a young person, uh, relatively speaking, who uh, is really in fourth stage of liver uh, failure. So what's going to be needed there? Well, a liver liver transplant, possibly, or uh, certainly some kind of an intensive program to try to rescue this person's life. So detoxification, certainly. But today we're speaking about the bowel. And that is the other place where we poison ourselves, where we're involved with auto-intoxication. Uh, when we are, when we do have a good functioning system in terms of detox, the body detoxifies itself, then we are a blessing not only to ourselves but to others. And uh, if you're the person out there who wants the higher life and wants to achieve the higher things in life, you have to have some awareness of proper 
the proper management of the bowel. Uh, what is the bowel? What uh, you know? How does it work? And how do we detoxify it? But we're going to we're going to look at these things in today's talk, and we're going to uh, see if we can come up with some approaches. Remembering that this is for educational purposes. And you ought to always consult with a health practitioner personally, not just listening to a radio show. So, um, you know, when we talk about poisoning or auto-intoxication, there are, I've often said, there are only two causes for disease. One is a blockage of some kind, like atherosclerosis would be a blockage of the arteries, you know, where the energy cannot flow properly, the life force is, gets stuck. Uh, the whole principle of uh, uh, many of the energy healings that are out there, for example, chakra balancing, to name one, uh, are about opening up the chakras or opening up the, the certain parts of the body that, so the, the energy can flow. Acupuncture works very much on this principle by stimulating certain meridians, uh, the energy that's been blocked somewhere now begins to flow and the life force can take over and a healing process can begin. But the second uh, reason for disease is poisoning, auto-intoxication. And that may well be the number one source of decay that we're seeing in in the in, the, in our citizens in our in the people around the world uh, in both in society and throughout different cultures that comes about through lack of correct hygiene internal and external uh when we're in a state of uh, un- uncleanliness that comes along with other things comes along with sickness and disease of course we've mentioned that but it creates an imbalance. It creates uh, uh, certain perversions in, in the body. It uh, begins to rule us, and it affects the mind, the brain, uh, the thinking process, our ability to uh, have good judgment or to discriminate properly. And certainly the principles of health or happiness or vitality uh, are are compromised. The rewards um, of this are, you know, uh, I don't know if we should call them rewards. The results of this are bitterness, a disappointment with life, often financial chaos, failure at the things that we want to achieve, a level of disillusionment, you know, uh, all of this because of uh, a lack of internal cleanliness. And I would add external as well. You know, that adds a whole new level of meaning to the statement, cleanliness is next to godliness. If we consider godliness to be that higher life that we can be living, discovering the divinity within ourselves, that that higher purpose that we can move toward and the goals we can achieve and our true level of capacity, 
then cleanliness becomes a very, very critical uh, element. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be back in just a couple of uh, moments, and we'll continue this very interesting and important discussion on uh, the wisdom of bowel management. Stay tuned with us, and we'll be back shortly. If you have questions, or if you'd like to call in, by the way, uh, we have a call-in number, and we're happy to have you uh, uh, share your thoughts with us. Our call-in number is 929-477-2869. That's 929-477-2869. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a few moments. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. A description of classes and programs that we offer is available on our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com. We offer wellness programs in yoga, martial arts, tai chi, ballroom dance personal and group fitness, meditation, and seminars on various health topics. These are at our studio or as in reach at your facility. We can bring these programs to you, to your organization. Check our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com, for our corporate wellness program and some of our other classes. Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. And we're back with you. So we're talking about poisoning, really. And perhaps to make the, the discussion even clearer, we, we might consider that not only is detoxification a critical process, by the way, it's an ongoing process. The body is constantly involved in detoxifying itself. And that's for the purpose of achieving and maintaining good health. But it also includes, um, and how it does this rather, is by elimination of the things or substances that poison us and things in our body that the body cannot use. The body is very efficient in that sense. If it cannot use something, it will either, uh, it will not either, it will eliminate it. It will get do everything in its power to get rid of it. If it can't get rid of it, it'll find a way to store it away from the major organs in order to protect those organs. That is one of the principles of fat storage. You know, why does the fat accumulate in our butt, along our saddlebags, uh, along the thighs, uh, along the belly, you know? Uh, because when we're overeating, you know, we're accumulating fat that the body cannot use. It can't convert it into energy properly. And so it'll do its best if it cannot get rid of it to store it somewhere away from the heart, the lungs, the, the organs. It will do its best to protect 
and to save us. The the topic itself is quite broad, and there have been a lot of things written uh, about this topic. But one statistic that I, I'd like you to consider is that all healthy cells in the body detoxify themselves every single day and that up to 80% of all the processes of the human body are for detox. That means, consider what that means, that means that 80% of our physical health comes from our ability to detoxify and eliminate and get rid of waste. Now, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, you know, the major portion of our body's processes are to keep us clean. Now, how have we changed that picture? We've changed it in modern times because we have changed our environment. Uh, Our environment was cleaner at one point. Air was purer. Water was purer. Food was purer. Perhaps uh, our internal life in terms of things we thought about or the emotions we felt or the things we did, you know, all of these things contribute to either the positive or the negative, air, water, food, uh, the internal life of a human being. So since these things are problematic today, we don't have pure air. We have polluted water. Our food base is totally polluted with herbicides, with fungicides, with pesticides coming from soils that are filled with chemical fertilizer. Um, if they're meat sources, they, they're coming with, uh, with uh, growth hormone additives, female, ha- female hormones. They're laced with antibiotics because of the weakening of the immune system of the animals that are fed uh, these hormones. Then more female hormones are added with chickens, DES, for example. And so we're living in a very toxic world. And the body's detoxification organs are perhaps more stressed than at any time in in the history of the human race because we didn't have to deal with that much toxicity coming from the external environment. We ate uh, the food we ate processed. There was waste. The waste was a a toxic material. The body eliminated the waste. Now we have things in our, in our environment that subtly, uh, suddenly, integrate themselves into every cell of our body, into all our body tissues, into our organs, and they're poisoning us. And then our thoughts also. We live in a high-stress world. We, we live in a world where terrorism is rampant, where radical groups are rampant. Um, our thinking, you know, we're angry about the government. We're angry about the fact uh, that that our economy is is not good, where you know we have a certain bitterness, a disappointment with uh, with the things around us. So, if we're going to overcome some of this, 
That might not be a simple task. might be a difficult task. But as difficult as it may be, it is not as difficult as living a life in denial and then coming to a place where you're going to need some serious medical intervention. So we want to avoid that. We want to be proactive in, in approaching our health rather than to have to fight with it later on. The way to do that is by increasing our level of education and knowledge, not by taking more medication, but more education. I've mentioned that this is a broad topic. Many things, many books and articles have been written about it, and a lot of different views have been put out there. Some of them are a little confused about what really makes up good the good the proper hygiene of the bowel today we'll we'll try within the limited time that we have because ultimately you may need to find somebody to work with or read some books on your own or do more education than we can give you in a brief program but perhaps just having the guideline and the thought in your mind will stimulate and motivate you to find more good information. So I can tell you that I've traveled quite a bit. Uh, I've been in third world con- world countries. I've been in, in throughout Europe. Uh, I've been throughout most of the United States. I like traveling, and one of the things that I like about traveling is that I get to talk to a lot of people who have certain knowledge. I try to seek out shamans and healers and uh, and medical doctors if uh, if I feel they're doing work that that I want to know more about. So you know, having traveled uh, a lot, I've also sought out what are the principles of health, what are the principles, what are the laws that keep us healthy, make us healthy, and keep us healthy. And that's really what I'm sharing with you. Uh, you know, I'm basically I'm planting seeds for that will hopefully blossom into into the flowers of curiosity within you, and uh, and ask you to uh, or motivate you to know more. These are personal experiences. And uh, the experiences of others also that I can share, that the greatest power for healing, the realization of that of a healing power, comes uh, uh, comes from inside of us. You know, the realization, greatest healing power comes from inside, inside of us. We find that. Healing doesn't, uh, that healing follows certain laws. And if we follow those laws in our lives, then we have a very increased uh, opportunity to remain or recover our health or remain healthy and live a better life. One of the principles is called Herring's Law of Cure. Herring's Law of Cure. Uh, Herring's Law of Cure states that all cure starts from within, 
going outward, and from the head downward, and in reverse order as the symptoms have appeared. I'm going to read that again. All cure starts from within, out, and from the head down, and in reverse order as the symptoms have appeared. That's such a critical principle. You know, some people have spoken about that as a healing crisis. It's a little deeper than a healing crisis, but uh, that's certainly part of it. So, one thing that I'm going to encourage all of you to do is to uh, is to have some type of a management and oversight uh, uh, over uh, the body. You know, create a manage a maintenance program for the body. Uh, the uh, if you've had any kind of if you have a home or if you live in an apartment, I don't have to tell you you're going to be taking garbage out every day. You must eliminate the waste. Uh, we discovered quite a while ago that most of our diseases or many diseases came about from a lack of sanitation. Sanitation and hygiene. I mention that because, look, there was a a doctor, for example, uh, who, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, having a senior moment here. So if you know who I'm talking about, he was the doctor who stated that, uh, he was an obstetrician, I believe, and he stated that between uh, delivering one baby and another, doctors should wash their hands. You know, for that, for that one theory of his, and the one statement that he boldly made, he was ostracized, driven out of the medical community, called a quack. And um, today, of course, we know that washing the hands in between one patient and another is essential because we're communicating diseases from one to the other without realizing it. We communicate a great deal with our hands. Washing of the hands is a very important practice. I'm not suggesting you you become obsessive and wash your hands 20 times a day, but washing your hands on a regular basis is a good way to stay healthy. So this doctor said uh, we could eliminate a good deal of the problems in in delivering babies because we were having a high infant mortality, a high mortality rate of mothers who were giving delivery. They would contract diseases. One thing that happened is once doctors started washing their hands between deliveries, Well, you can guess what happened. Uh, Mothers did not die from diseases and babies did not die from diseases. It's not that they never die from any disease, but certainly the the mortality rate dropped significantly, dropped dramatically from the simple act of washing one's hands, of not poisoning ourselves, not poisoning uh, others as well. 
So some type of good hygiene. Uh, and we know that many, you know, things like tuberculosis, many of the diseases that we thought we were rid of, uh, like we used to, we, we had thought at one point tuberculosis comes from non-pasteurized dairy. So we started pasteurizing dairy. What did we do? We created a mucus fat-forming food that's totally irrational to, to consume because the healing pro- powers of dairy are in the enzymes. And once we, uh, we've destroyed the enzymes by the heating process of pasteurization, we just leave a mucus-forming, fat-forming food. So we did that because we thought we'd eliminate tuberculosis. Well, today everything is pasteurized, and yet we're having a significant rise in the amount of tuberculosis that's out there. So we're going back into diseases that we thought we had gotten rid of. And my suggestion on this is that we this is happening because our landfills are full. We don't have any place to put our garbage. There's more and more garbage on our streets. Sanitation is fighting to keep up with the problem. And unless we can solve this problem, disease is no doubt going to go up for most people, except for those few that do everything in their power to detoxify and keep their bodies clean. So we're going to come back to this topic uh, and share more information with you. Please stay with us. Uh, We're taking a break. And if you want to call in, uh, I know many of you have written in on a number of uh, our shows. If you want to call in and share your thoughts and your experience and life uh, experience with us, uh, you can do so on, um, uh, uh, I'll give you the number, uh, on 929-477-2869. That's 929-477-2869. Please stay tuned with us, and we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life, with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 102-02 Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills. A complete description about my services and the products that are available at our wellness center can be found on my website, www.genesishealthbeauty.com. That's www.genesishealthbeauty.com or you may call us at 718-544-5997. Yes, and welcome back. So we're talking about sanitation. I've mentioned the relationship of sanitation to diseases the relationship of uh, elimination of waste to being healthy. So we have, uh, you know, many years ago, uh, toxic wastes 
like urine and and feces was dumped in the streets. You know, urine would simply flow toxic material from the bowel, would travel through the streets. And that certainly created many of the bacterial diseases and other diseases that became prevalent. Today, we have sanitation in a number of ways. We have sewers underneath the ground that theoretically, at least, potentially take away any waste that's harmful. We've also begun to package our foods. Packaging of foods isn't just for marketing, although that certainly may be a main consideration for most companies, but also packaging of food keeps it somewhat sanitary. We use principles of cooking today, for example, that like boiling or scorching or burning a food, and that certainly breaks up bacterial of the bacteria that could be transferred then to us. We also discover that uh, if we're going to correctly take care of our elimination, we have to start from the very beginning to, uh, to take care of these things. We need to stop uh, ridding ourselves, getting rid of waste without any discrimination. We have to stop unsanitary conditions uh, and how these unsanitary conditions are flowing through our bodies. Our bodies have, as I said, 80% of body processes are for detox. We have a sanitation department, so to speak, inside of us. It's a cesspool, uh, a sewer, and somebody has to keep it clean. We need workers. We are the worker. We have to create it in such a way that it's bacterially uh, wise. If we do that, then we can avoid many of the disharmonies of disease. So we're giving you some very important information about how to care for the body in this program. Uh, This is coming out of years of work with it. It's also coming out of the work of uh, several teachers of mine who I want to mention because they were really pioneers in this whole field and in this thinking. Uh, And that was Victor Irons, um, uh, Paul Bragg, Uh, Bernard Jensen uh, and others but uh, I take these as my models as my teachers because their ideas are so straightforward and yet so profound that we can transform our individual lives and we can transform our society if we followed these principles Uh, when we uh, Today, there's a lot of, there are more choices, food choices than any time in history. Uh, we have everything available in our food stores. This wasn't always the case. We generally ate with the seasons. We ate with what was available in the seasons. We didn't have uh, u- universal refrigeration available to us. Uh, so, you know, we, we generally ate food a little closer to the earth. Today, food is very highly processed. Uh, 
and we're eating foods that are really not whole foods. Uh, there's a company called Whole Foods. I'm not endorsing them, but I'm saying it's interesting they took that name. Because that's not what we do. We're not eating foods that are whole. When Also, we're not eating as many raw foods and foods that may contain indigestible fiber or bulk. All of that keeps our bowel in better condition. When we eat these kind of foods, we're missing the moisture and the lubrication, which we find so very lacking in many of the foods that are available. And that affects certainly the bowel. How did how did grandma do this? Well, I don't know about your grandma, but my grandma would use uh, sulfur. She also added molasses. These were very old cures. She'd also uh, occasionally give an enema to clear a blocked bowel. You know, people just were more knowledgeable about bowel problems and how to take care of them. We've gotten away from this today. And so a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people are continuing in this way without really needing to to be there, without needing to be sick or diseased. The, The program that we're doing today gives you just a little insight in this. But, um, you know, if you have a doctor, no doctor should really be without this kind of knowledge. No doctor should practice any system of healing without considering the care of the five elimination channels. And that would be the lymph, kidneys, the skin, the the lungs, and and uh, the bowel itself. So I'm sharing what I consider the best living habits. Because, and this has to be only for educational purposes, because every person is an individual. All of you listening today are unique individuals. You know, the joke is, I'm unique, just like everybody else. Well, it's not a joke. We're all unique. Uh, each person has a unique physiology. That physiology is changing through the life stages, changing moment by moment. Uh, it's changing because of the things that we come in contact with. The sound pollution, water, food, uh, thoughts, uh, any kind of visual images, the air we breathe. All of that is literally changing, influencing trillions of cells every moment of our lives. And all of us are equipped in a different way to respond to these exact same kinds of influences. So if we were to live correctly, there might not be any need to think too much about the bowel. But most of us are not living correctly. We don't eat the right foods. We don't get enough exercise. We're not out in the fresh air and the sunshine. There's just a lot of things that we're not doing or we're doing wrong. 
we can't expect the the bowel to function properly. What are the statistics on disease today? And what are the doctors doing about it? Well, virtually all of the medical community's attention is directed to treating physical problems and troubles, which are products of bad living habits. So think about changing some of your living habits. Where did we get these habits? Well, one theory or one idea is they were picked up from the type of culture and civilization that we have. We're living in a digital age. We're the age of the millennials, modern civilization, progress. We, you know, we live in a uh, nation of individuals who like to say we're progressive people. But it's very clear that a lot of things that we've progressed to are not good for our health. A lot of things we've progressed to are not good for our health. Uh, it's, it's something to think about because doctors are not teaching people how to live correctly. And I believe that if there are doctors listening or you take this to your doctor, I believe that is the actual function of a doctor. It's not just to heal us when we're ill, but it's to help us stay healthy. In order to do that, and there's a, by the way, my friends, there's a huge gap between not being sick and being healthy. They're not, one does not follow the other. There's a gap in between them. And uh, I think doctors should be teaching this. They have to begin to teach people to live correctly. Every doctor in their education should spend half of his or her time teaching their patients how to live right. Now, what about the Department of Health? I just had occasion to be on their site yesterday. What about government? Well, again, they're looking for diseases. They're, they're not looking for health. When an epidemic comes along, they will try to take care of it, of course. And we give money to these organizations and institutions. But are they really trying to find out how to prevent the, uh, the, the rise of disease? So uh, if we're trying to find out um, how disease arise, you know, we also see that grants are given to study diet, nutrition, and their effects on career, their effects on relationship, their effects on some of the diseases that, that we have in our society, diseases such as heart disease, diseases such as cancer, so we start out by seeing how alcohol, for example, affects cancer. It's a reasonable question. And why is no one doing any research on how to help prevent cancer? Of course, we're going to find that alcohol has a detrimental effect. That's a foregone conclusion. 
but we're still not going to know how to prevent cancer and how to uh, how to keep from getting it or even how to bring on a remission. So I feel strongly that we can turn a lot of the conditions we have around if we begin to clear out the bowel and uh, clear out any overload of toxins or even possible toxins that are inside of us. You know the expression, an ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure. Well, here's where it fits in. An ounce of knowledge or an ounce of the right education is worth pounds of treatment. Uh, So what we need to learn is not how to avoid sickness. We need to learn how to become healthy and how to stay healthy. There are different kinds of people we have to reach out to. So it's... uh, So we reach a level of understanding. Some people, I know I've had clients who've come to see me, and they say price is no object. Uh, And some people will pay anything to get well after they're sick. As far as health is concerned, let me tell you, you can't really pay for it. As far as true health is concerned, you have to earn it. You work for it. Uh, So often, the average uh, treatments we have today leave us without knowledge, without change of consciousness. Unless you elevate your mental attitudes, your consciousness, you're not taking better, you're not taking a better health plan. So, where do we go from here? Well, you know, a lot of you out there are on a certain lifestyle and certain eating plan. What's your eating plan? Coffee and donuts. Oh, I see lots of people sitting there having their coffee, morning coffee and donuts. Uh, If you have that kind of lifestyle, sooner or later you may find yourself paying more doctor's calls and visits than you had anticipated. Um, So we need to elevate the mental attitude, the consciousness, before taking on a better health plan. We saw uh, that a lot of people with coffee and donut lifestyles do go see their doctor, they get treatments, then they go right back out to the caffeine and the sugar. uh, Those are habits, by the way. And those habits will come back. They'll go right back out so that to that caffeine and sugar habit again. And once they're out, you can bet on it that no one in a hospital uh, should ever be allowed to leave until they're given a full day of instruction on how to manage their kitchens at home, how to feed their families, how to prevent recurrence of the troubles that brought them there otherwise they may uh, may they will soon be back uh, at the hospital you might think that i'm being a little too harsh with you but any doctor every doctor that says one operation leads to another 
so they say that. Do you know why? Uh, they say that because uh, because every doctor uh, understands that one operation leads to another because nothing that was done to deal with the original cause was addressed. You needed that first operation, but what was the cause? How do we eliminate that? That's lifestyle. The cause may have been poor eating habits, lack of exercise, uh, lack of some kind of relaxation program, a lot of different possibilities. Uh, So we're going to uh, discuss two more points, and I think that's as much as we can do on a program of this uh, length. But I do will encourage you also again at the end of the show to find information, do some reading, weed through the misinformation. If you're not sure, consult with someone. But, you know, for relative intelligence, you you do not need to be uh, Albert Einstein to find these solutions. You can have quite a natural intelligence, and I'm sure you will find the things that we're speaking about. So for today... Uh, For right now, we're going to take our second break, and we'll be back in just a couple of moments. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life, with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, uh, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. I want to take a moment to tell you about our free programs for veterans with PTSD, for children with cancer, and for young adults with mental disabilities. If you have a loved one or friends um, that fall into any of these categories, please have them call us. Uh, We have free programs available. There is no charge. Uh, We offer these through our not-for-profit And you can find us online at www.genesissociety.org. These programs are made available by your generous support. Please continue to support them. Continue to help us make them available at no charge to our community. Check our website, www.genesissociety.org. Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. And welcome back. So we're going to be finishing our program this morning with a little bit more information on bowel management. And of course, we can't totally go into detoxification. We may do one more program on it, but uh, uh, we'll see. But certainly do some reading, do some research, find somebody intelligent and knowledgeable to speak with, and begin some kind of a detoxification program today. You know, start working. Detoxify your liver, detoxify your kidneys, detoxify uh, your bowel. If, uh, if you get all these organs working properly, disease cannot really get a foothold. Uh, if you look at operations, the uh, Certainly, if you ask women what uh, uh, women over 
you know, who are in their 50s, you'll find to what extent hysterectomies are being performed. Uh, you find many people who have had a t- their tonsils out, right? We get rid of a lymph gland organ, and why do we get rid of it? Well, it's easy to do, and it pays the bills for the doctors, and there's really no rational reason to to do many of these things for many of these surgeries that are unnecessary. I certainly would consult on it because sometimes they are necessary, but for the most part, they're, they're really not. Uh, you know, the, the tonsils are a very important organ. They eliminate catarrh and phlegm and mucus acids. It's the only part of our lymph system that functions uh, to throw off what your body can't use, uh, you know the, the the next the next surgery we find a lot of people have had is the appendix. The appendix. I have my tonsils, fortunately, but I had my appendix out when I was a child. This again is a lymph tissue. Uh, we don't keep our bodies clean. We don't know how to keep them clean, and cleanliness can begin in a lot of ways, but we can't put new wine into old bottles, so to speak, as Bernard Jensen used to say. We can't put, uh, you know, you look at your kitchen, you're going to serve dinner, you're going to wash the dishes and put clean dishes out. You'll put clean silverware out. You'll put clean cups and clean glasses on the table. You're not going to put food onto dirty uh utensils or dirty plates or dirty glasses or dirty cups you know you you just you realize that you're not going to do that how about your body you know you're putting clean food into a dirty body if you're not detoxifying correctly uh, there's uh you know, there's the idea if I'm having a bowel problem, well, I'll just go get a laxative. <laughs> you know, laxatives are a big seller. <laughs> Probably more more so than most drugs. Well, you know, that's really not the answer. Uh, we can't, we can't uh, give you too much information at this point because the show is about to end. But we will have one more program on this topic, and we'll go a little bit deeper. I can tell you that laxatives are not the answer, uh, not the remedy. You know, the other thing that we uh, use a lot of are aspirin for, you know, we have cold cold remedies, or tranquilizers. Maybe if the body becomes vital, strong, healthy, clean, uh, we're not going to need any of these things. So the show is coming to an end. Uh, I uh, wish you a clean week, a cleaner week, a week where the body begins to work a little better. Please shift your lifestyle into higher living. Uh, And uh, uh, I'll be back with you next week. Until then, wishing you good health and be good to yourself. Be Have compassion for yourself, and God bless you, and I'll see you next week. I'll be back next week.